the apostles still have authority to us for us today, even though they're dead. <laughs> the apostle, because of their apostles, because of their teaching in the New Testament, and right. be, and because of those who and those who teach it correctly. Hello, welcome to the Pondercast, where it's okay to think differently about the Bible and theology. Let's get pondering. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Pondercast. How are you doing today, Perry? I'm good. Good. The way that you're opening that, it sounds like we're sitting around the... We're sitting around the... We're having a fireside chat. That's what I'm trying to think, the way you started that. Well, I'm trying to welcome people into... I'm trying to welcome people into this time (laughs) with us. (laughs) All right, we were going to make this a quick episode, so we'll stop goofing around. Just so you listeners know, today we are hoping to do a short episode, a shorter one, not quite as long, not quite as lengthy, get to the point, quit this babbling. And so we're going to get right into it. And hopefully it doesn't go for too long, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We all know how Perry likes to talk, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Well, all it's right, a good s- thing that we're doing it on a Sunday because I preached this morning and I'm still getting off of that exhaustion from preaching. So that'll probably oh, yeah. force me to talk less. Oh, yeah. Okay, Perry, to start, this is just a fun question. Nothing really to do with the topic. Got a little bit. What If you had to put a percentage on how much you can know about God, just from reading the Bible, what percentage would you say? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Well, God is infinite. So... I would say maybe 20, 25%. <laughs> huh, interesting. I heard this question peered, like posted out somewhere else, and someone's like, 100%. You can know everything there is to know about God. Uh, what? And someone else said 0% because God's infinite. So I don't know. I'm not too sure what the answer is, but interesting question nonetheless. Mm-hmm. However, our topic today kind of does lead into that. In light of the Reformation coming up, October 31st. It's not Halloween, everyone. It's Reformation Day. (laughs) Uh, We're going to kind of look at scripture, look at the idea of sola scriptura, which is what came, uh, one of the many things that came out of the Reformation. I shouldn't say it is the thing. One of the many things that came out of the Reformation. And so we're going to look at that, kind of dissect it a bit. Is it good? Is it bad? Do we believe it? Do we not believe it? And hopefully, quick succinct order but we'll see how well it goes <laughs> perry do you want to start us off with what it actually is sola scriptura like what brief basic definition of sure. what what is sola scriptura well sola scriptura is latin for scripture alone and like you said it was one of the i don't know what to call it one of the rallying calls it's almost a creedal statement a confessional statement that came out of the reformation that we hold to scripture alone uh but there but it means we hold the scripture alone as uh, as it's sufficient for our faith and practice for doctrine it's sufficient for all things relating to salvation relating to faith and relating to living our christian life hmm. so everything we don't we don't need to add anything to scripture for it to be sufficient it is sufficient uh, enough 
Uh, it is God's revelation to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we know who God is. He accommodates himself to us through his word. And uh, I mean, there are, there are implications. There are, it is, a, it is, there's a, a nuanced conversation here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk long here, but I do too believe late. That, too late for that. I do believe that uh, Sola Scriptura was probably the key uh, issue of the Reformation. A lot of people make justification by faith alone the key issue of the Reformation, but I think it was actually Scripture because what came out of uh, Scripture alone was the belief that we are justified by faith alone. The Reformers, Martin Luther, especially Martin Luther, John Calvin, Zwingli, uh, Melanchthon, uh, Menno Simons, all these folks, they saw, well, first, first of all, really, Martin Luther saw that scripture was being uh, abused, that doctrine was being abused by the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And, and because it was being, the, he saw it being abused by the way that they were teaching justification by faith alone, or ju- they were, the way that they were teaching justification, it was not properly script it was not found in scripture their teaching right. of it and and just the way that they were really um well they they wouldn't read scripture in the common language they would read script they would do the ser- whole service in latin they would read scripture in latin so how was how are the common people supposed to know what what they what god was saying to them and they wouldn't let the bible be uh written in the common language there's a lot of politics involved in this reformation it was about bringing right. uh people it was a, and and luther wanted to bring the bible to the common people and he, and he right. translated the scriptures into german mm-hmm. because he thought that it was so important that the common people had pardon me not the common people but that the that the people had the language uh, the bible in their common language in german in english right. whatever it may be Right. Yeah. Well, can I start by, it's a good definition and more. So thanks for that. Uh, I stumbled upon a Catholic um, website that had all these um, kind of backlashes towards Sola Scriptura, which I thought was, and some of them had really good points. So I want to read a couple of them for you. I took a couple of quotes from it. One is a more appropriate question is um, then so the question was, was script, Sola Scriptura heresy? This is the question being asked. And so the, the answer is, a more appropriate question, rather than a Sola Scriptura heresy, would be, is Sola Scriptura the truth? The answer is, of course, no, it is not truth. Which I thought, I mean, his brackets, but again, it's not necessarily heresy. So that was what one person said, but it's not truth. That's, that's not what, uh, another one is, it, it is a heresy. Inasmuch Jesus never taught it, he sent his apostles to establish an authoritative church. Sola Scriptura ignores the faith handed on to by the apostles, preferring the easily twisted written word. I mean, they have a point there. It is rejected. Uh, it rejects the church that Christ founded for the power of the ego. It leads to division, whereas Jesus prayed we might be all one. And quote. Another quote is, in an event, there's no consensus on what Sola Scriptura even means. What it actually means is, in my opinion, or as I read it, meaning that's how people take it. And the last one I found was, uh, was a little bit cheeky, I guess. He says, funny how everyone is led by the spirit or divi- or rightly divided uh, the scriptures. 
but yet all end up disagreeing. And I think some of them have good points in their problems with Sola Scriptura because there is a problem with Sola Scriptura, which is it allows everyone to read it, right? Like from the Reformation, like you said, different languages, everyone can read it now and everyone could interpret it how they chose. So definitely is that danger there. Mm -hmm. However, Luther knew there was a danger but he also knew the point everyone needed to have this book in their hands. Mm-hmm. Like there was that fine, that line of, I recognize the danger, but this has to happen. This is of most importance. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so just with that in mind, kind of, we'll touch on some of those topics in a little bit, but I want to ask you a question about your definition there. So we talked, you said school of scripture is, is sufficient. It's good. It's, it's the authority for how one lives his life. Is it the final authority, the final source of matters of life and practice, faith and practice? And is it the only source of faith and practice? Hmm. Because some definitions say that. They say, soul scripture is that scripture alone is the final and only infallible source for matters of faith and practice. Mm -hmm. And is it the only source or is it one of the few sources? Do you know what I mean? Well, what would be the other sources of faith? Well, not well, practice? not to not to attack your uh, your background here, but I mean the early church, the early church fathers, the creeds, the creeds, right? They're not they're not technically scripture. They're from right. like they're drawn from that's, scripture, that's but they're not. It's important to say, right? Uh, so the final authority for faith and practice is scripture, even though there are other things within right so you wouldn't say it's that are important that that are helpful in faith and practice so you wouldn't say it's the ultimate but you wouldn't say it's the only authority you wouldn't use that definition it's kind of a hard place to be i understand that i'm just wondering what you how where you land on that is it the only authority because i don't think i i don't know i don't want to say I'm a little nervous. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't think it's the only authority. It is the final authority. If there's a discrepancy or whatever, like whatever there may be, but it's not the, I don't know if it's the only authority. I think actually this should be think of our episode on, uh, did you, where did you just go when he died? Right. We got it from the creed, like not got it from the creeds, but the creed says Jesus descended to hell. But what did we do? Went to the Bible because the Bible is our authority in that matter, what it says is what we'll believe, not what the creed necessarily says, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. But now, what do you think? Is it the well, only there, authority? There is something to be said for what you what you're just saying. the The formation of interpretation, the formation of hermeneutics throughout the throughout church history. the The church fathers, Chalcedonian fathers, Nicene fathers, whatever. They formulated the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of the nature of Christ, that Christ mm. is both fully God and fully man, and he is, in, he is one with the Father and the Spirit. That doctrine, the way that we explain that doctrine is not found in Scripture, that is a very, right. that is, that's almost Greek philosophical thinking. But mm. the church fathers took what they understood of uh, Greek philosophy, they interpreted scripture in light of they're, they're not just putting their own framework on the scripture, they're saying look right. at the scripture saying how do we explain what is going on here and they're taking what was out 
in the world, Greek philosophy, uh, and they were trying to explain what scripture is saying with secular, you know, air quote, secular means. Right. It's not necessarily spiritual. They're, they're going outside of biblical philosophy to understand how to, in order to explain what's going on in the Bible, not to say this, not to make up new doctrine, but to explain the doctrine of the apostles. My point in saying that is now we take their formulation and that's how we read the scriptures now. So obviously the, the church fathers, the Nicene fathers have authority in the church because they are teaching the apostolic doctrine. They have authority, but they only have authority because scripture gives them that authority. They're, they're, their authority is grounded in scripture. So the final authority for the church is scripture. I will say that. I, I, but I can't, I don't think I can say the only authority. Now authority doesn't but it mean. But is the final, is the final though. That's what I'm saying. The final authority. Yeah. The authority doesn't mean, I'm not saying that the church fathers, because they have authority, that doesn't mean that they spoke new revelation Revelation, like God's self-revelation, Him revealing Himself, ended uh, in in a special way. Ended on the very last word of Revelation when He when it said "Amen." Right. right. That special revelation ended. So I'm not saying that the church fathers were coming up with new revelation. They were trying to explain things. They were trying to formulate things and give guardrails to the church because they were dealing with false with false doctrine a lot of our doctrine of the church comes out because of false teaching that's coming in the church and knowing what are our guardrails we always need to know what the guardrails are the apostle paul says that jesus gave to the church apostles prophets evangelists teachers shepherds now some Mm -hmm. scholars say that that doesn't necessarily refer to the local church that, G, that Jesus gave to the church, the apostles, to the universal church apostles. So there, the apostles still have authority to us for us today, even though they're dead. <laughs> the apostle, because of their apostles, because of their teaching in the New Testament. And, right. bec- and because of those who, and those who teach it correctly. Well, I... Like there is, there is... Okay. It's, it's so Sorry, hard I have something to, to say there. I have something to say there, but okay, you can finish ahead. your thought. Finish. Well, you say those who teach it correctly. And that goes back to those arguments that I brought forth from the Catholic, like from that Catholic blog or whatever I was reading before that website. Mm-hmm. Who's preaching it correctly. They have some point when there's so many different divisions of people interpreting scripture differently. How do you know which way is correctly? Right, because well, give me a break. I, I, the, ca- the Catholic, well, no. hey, the Catholic whoa, whoa. Church thinks the Roman Catholic Church thinks that they're so united in their doctrine. There are so many different views. Well, okay, okay, but, but Perry, world. Perry, you're attacking. <laughs> you're not answering the question. You're just deflecting it back to them. No, they I'm do not. have a point. You totally are. You're saying, well, what not? What about them? Well, no, we still have to answer it for us. Well, of course, and I am trying. Well, I'm just saying though they have a decent point that, I mean. That everyone... well, they don't. They don't. Yes, they, because... they do. Well, they do. Well, they should examine their own. Uh, no, exactly. But, no, I'm not. Look at. I'm not listen, saying. Listen, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Time, time. What did Pope I'm not... Francis just say last week about gay marriage? 
There Perry. is a divide in the Roman Catholic Church. Perry, I'm not saying there's not divide in the Catholic Church. I'm just saying that we can't just say when they, when when someone pushes against us, we can't say, yeah, but you're worse. Anyways, back to Sola Scripture. Let's get back on track here. And we talked a little about the dangers of it. I think that's kind of where we went with that. The dangers of it is that people can interpret it however they choose. Right? Would you agree with that? That is a danger of everyone having the Bible in their own tongue. Oh, absolutely. Everyone having it. And so there is reason that's to be. That's why we need to read the Bible in community. And church leaders need to know what is true doctrine there is enough right. room in christendom for uh uh diversity in doctrine but there is there has to be unity in the essentials and the, that's why nobody can go back to the bible and say these are what the essentials are i guess they could i'm not going to stop them from doing that but right. we we have the help of the church fathers who who we're much closer to the apostles than we were who said this is what is essential this is what is essential to uh, for uh, the christian faith so we really have to be in that that stream of interpreting scripture in community this right. goes back to our episode from do we need the church right yeah yeah good point so um one thing that I think is interesting in this conversation is that would you think it'd be appropriate to say sola scriptura is not infallible, meaning it can be with error, meaning you can interpret it wrong. The Bible isn't wrong, but you can, the, the thought, the idea of scola, sol, I keep getting scola because I'm talking too fast. The idea of sola scriptura is infallible because we can do it wrong. Would you agree with that or no? I don't know how those two things go together, how interpreting wrong, therefore says sola scriptura is wrong. We're saying that our authority, well, our authority is ultimately scripture alone. Which can uh, be, well, let's be real. It can say whatever you want it to say. It, to a certain extent, I guess. Right. So I'm saying, what am I trying to say? Scripture being the final authority can still be wrong because it depends on what you, how you interpret it, what you do with it. Scripture is always objectively the final authority. But you could be still wrong. But that doesn't mean the authority is wrong. Your interpretation. No, that's what I'm saying. Your interpretation that's is wrong, but your authority isn't. Okay, so maybe I'm mixing up my, I'm mixing up words here. So sola scriptura isn't ever wrong i don't i think i believe that is the proper way to view what we should be doing with the bible mm-hmm. so maybe I'm, maybe, you're, maybe i'm just blending words together meaning the same thing when they're they should be separated as far as interpretation and soul scriptura um i think i'm trying to put them together and i think i think you just said that separating them your interpretation can be infallible or wrong but everyone having the bible to interpret isn't wrong is that what you mean mm-hmm. it is still a final authority your interpretation is fallible, of course. My interpretation right. is not right. necessarily correct. It's, right, I guess that's what really, I was getting it's at. It's a really weird uh, paradox where 
we're probably not really correct in our interpretation, but we're still kind of correct in right. our interpretation. So, yeah. Um, one of the one of the things I was reading is is talking about is the doctrine of sola scriptura dangerous? And that was the question. The answer was yes, of course it is. But then he goes on saying the alternative is even more dangerous, where people just blindly follow because that's what this person said therefore that's what truth is Mm -hmm. i think that was a good way to put it that Mm -hmm. yes of course it's dangerous that anyone can interpret but the opposite is equally as dangerous or more dangerous because everyone's blindly following one person and like you said if you don't have the church to help you construct what the bible is saying good good principles out of it then what then you're you're, it can be dangerous if you're just doing it all by yourself, thinking you're almighty and powerful to interpret it all by yourself. I mean, so that was an interesting kind of quote. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really agree with that. I think we need to find the middle ground, uh, but we're, we're, we're coming into this with the, with the frame of scripture is our final authority here. Right. Yeah. Now, how do we interpret scripture? How do we think about all of these different things? And that's really what the reformers were doing was how do we yeah. set up church? How do we think about justification and all these different things? Right. Uh, instead of, instead of it, it's so vital for the life of the church that everybody can read their Bible. Everybody needs to be re- reading their Bible because right. if you're not reading your Bible, you will be led astray into uh create you know people can abuse you that still happens where pastors take advantage of people who don't know their bible and right are able to be manipulative hmm. so that's not a good thing no and, that, and that's the fear that's the danger of mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's the danger there so tr- trying to wrap it up a little early here and mm-hmm. not not to finish it off completely but do you i don't know if you have any verses off the top of your head that uh you have that point to soul scripture, the idea of that this text is um, all we need. Now, did you get any of those or no, not really? I don't think the Bible says that. So, so that, so there's a problem there too. The, like it's hard to say, it's like the Bible is our final authority, but it doesn't say that it's our final authority. Right. Although to a certain extent it does, but I mean, I guess it's kind of a weird place to be. Can you say the Bible's teaching that it itself is its own authority? Some people say it does. Like, I mean, in Bible school, I remember that was a thing that we were taught. Like the Bible can defend, can say that it is true. I was like, I don't think that's a fair, I don't know if that's a fair. We can say that the Bible is true, but we can defend the validity and the, the, the truth of the Bible that, that historically scripture is true. Yeah. But I don't think it says, just because it doesn't say that doesn't mean it isn't because right. in the, in this grand scheme of God's plan, the Holy spirit revealed it. Right. <laughs> like it's God. But, Jesus is called God's word and he came, he became man. And so there's that element there as well. Where, right. I mean, there is an element there for sure. Right. I mean, the word, the word low, like the word word, like logos like that, that's what you're talking about, right? Like Jesus was the word, right? I was, I was like looking up some definitions for it. That is a hard, complex word to actually like define. 
I heard, I heard one scholar say it's like one of the hardest words to actually yes, define. And so just to say Jesus was the word and therefore it's the whole Bible. It's like, whoa, whoa. Like <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you got to like look at all of the different meanings of that word. Well, I'll, I'll, but what I mean, I guess what I'm thinking of is this is what one theologian says by that. He, he defines Jesus as the, the vehicle of this, uh, the vehicle by which God communicates, something like that, the self-revealing vehicle of God, communication of God. So in that vein, the New Testament uh, testifies Jesus. The Old Testament testifies toward Jesus yeah. in light of the New Testament. So in right. that way, then, that I think there's that element there where why it's, why it's authoritative. And there was different reasons why the 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 church at the beginning said this is going to be part of the bible this is going to be part of the bible there was there yeah. were specific reasons why they said this is part of the bible and why this other thing isn't there was something authoritative about it right uh, and and i don't know that off the top of my head but that's so fine even, you don't have to know everything perry you you can be insufficient for once i don't know everything and i really yeah. tried not to come across that way on this podcast <laughs> That's good. Hey, so another topic that we won't talk about now, but I think could be tied in here. And I teased, I, I talked to you about it. I'm like, ah, maybe we won't talk about it this time. Is scripture inerrant? Is it infallible? And is it completely inerrant? And that might be, this might be a tease for a future episode. So I won't, <laughs> so we don't have to talk about it now, but. I don't but, really, uh, I don't really know that discussion. So I don't want to comment. Really? I think it's, um, you don't even like listen to anything or read anything on it. Well, as much as I know about it, I think you, I I think I do believe that the Bible is inerrant and infallible. I don't think there's any mistakes in it in the original language. I think it is sufficient. Right. I don't think it. Not in the original or the ESV, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't contradict itself. Right. It, this, except for the places where it does. Well, I mean, it's. There's I'm just joking. I, I, I'm just joking. I'm just messing with you, Perry. It's it's the scripture is clear. Yeah. Uh, God reveals Himself through it. That. Yeah. No, that's fine. We don't. I have mean, to get that's into good it. enough for me right yeah. now. I don't really. It's well, not really good. a debate that's really interesting to me. You just don't care about it. That's good. I think it's more of an apologetic discussion. Uh. Than anything. We might have to get an apologetic <laughs> apologist on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start. Cool, right on. Well, I know it might not be sufficient for everyone out there on Soul Scripture, what it is, what it wasn't, <laughs> how we kind of do it, what we think about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, do you have anything else you want to say on that? That's kind of where we're going to wrap it up, I think. I Unless think you have something else you want to add. I think that's it. I Well, I'll just say I do believe in the authority of Scripture. Yeah, uh, I agree. I don't, think, I don't think we can add to it or detract from it. And so I'll just close with that anyways thank you all for listening we told you it's gonna be a short one hopefully it is we don't know what the time is right now so i hope it was short enough for you hope you listened to the whole thing tell us what you think about soul scripture leave us a mm -hmm. message on facebook uh, what you think about what you've experienced with it what you've seen what you mm -hmm. haven't seen what your thoughts were we'd really appreciate rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast again we rely on you guys listener to really get this out and we do appreciate everyone who has been listening. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to our fan in Ireland. 
in Singapore, the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you still are, if it wasn't an accident, we do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We do appreciate it. Until next time. Keep pondering.